What's going on, guys? It's Monday Madness time here at the Culture Jack Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. Thank you guys for tuning in. Now, before I dive into today's show, I wanted to say thank you to all of our listeners and everybody that's following us on Facebook. Dustin and I both appreciate everyone that is commenting, sharing our content. It means a lot to us as we continue to develop our podcast. In addition to that, I hope you guys had an incredible weekend coming off of Thanksgiving. Did you make it out to do a little bit of Black Friday shopping? Or maybe you stayed in and hit some of those online deals because they were everywhere. Amazon, North Face, Best Buy, Walmart, Target. The list goes on and on. Now, as mentioned in previous episodes, there was limited supplies of the Xbox X and S and PlayStation 5 available everywhere, but the couple of locations that I went to between Target and GameStop and Best Buy was there was a lot of people leaving sad because they showed up early and there wasn't a lot to be had. So the few folks that did get them, congratulations. The rest You're just going to have to be patient and wait or pay some absorbent prices. And talking about the price gouging on this, I'm assuming this individual got it today or the day of, not today, uh, Black Friday. And they were trying to sell an Xbox Series X for $2,000, which is just ludicrous. It's just mind-blowing. So hopefully they don't sell it and... Anybody that's that desperate can wait a little bit longer. Talking about that real quick, the boys over at CD Projekt Red did release, in fact, the CEO released some information saying that Cyberpunk 2077 does run very well and smooth on the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4, which means those folks that didn't get the Xbox Series X or S or PlayStation 5 you will still get to enjoy Cyberpunk 27 D7. Moving on. Let's dive into some news, and then we will go into our topic, which we're going to be talking about social separation. I came up with that topic, and I'll explain here in a few moments. Um, In news, a couple of things that is uh, out, a couple of movies that will be coming out, is uh, the Hulk Hogan movie. So Hulk Hogan as a kid, uh, a product of the nineties, you Hulk Hogan was a, and I don't know if he still is cause I don't, I don't follow it, but he is and was a household name. Hulkamania. He was in movies, uh, like the Mr. Nanny movie. And he was in that special ops movie where they had a boat, but he, where he reigned King was in the WWF or WWE. Now, And Mr. Chris Hemsworth is bulking up to play Hulk Hogan. There's been various articles written on Mr. Hulk Hogan or Terry Hogan uh, stating that he is super excited to see Hulk or uh, to see Chris bulking up and the dude's getting jacked. If you guys are interested, check out his Instagram. He talks about it and he has some photos. But the other thing is the extraction movie that came out on Netflix a few months ago, starring Chris Hemsworth. Part two has been greenlit and will start production soon. I'm assuming, I mean, Chris Hemsworth, that guy has got to be just busier than all get out simply because he's got this Hulk Hogan movie going, uh, the Thor movie, the extraction two, and God knows what else. I think he deserves everything. And then some, the dude's done a hell of a job super charismatic actor and uh you know let's see i i hope that he continues to knock it out of the park talking about chris hemsworth and thor and all of that i did want to mention something um i follow jeremy renner as well on instagram and on facebook and recently he posted a picture of him being kind of beat up looking and there's a lot of speculation that that is hawkeye either cameoing in a new series or in in a running series right now, or a possibility of a Hawkeye movie. Nothing quite 
solid around that. But a fun fact about Jeremy Renner that most probably don't know is Jeremy Renner is also a singer. That's right. He is a singer. In fact, he's got, I believe, two albums out. He recently released one as well. So check out Jeremy Renner, the singer. You will be pleasantly surprised by his smooth, smooth melody. Um, I, I've listened to some of his songs and watched some of his videos, man. I was like, whoa, never thought Hawkeye was uh, such, such a character that he could hold a tune as well as he does. A couple of other things that have been greenlit. Well, a couple of one other thing that's been greenlit is the Umbrella Academy season three is greenlit and I believe has started production or is gearing up for production. Another show that is available on Netflix. If you're not familiar with the Umbrella Academy and you are a fan of I, I want to say superhero because they're superhero ish, but they're, it's just a different story. It's a different take. It's uh. I, I don't know. It's almost like uh, the boy's bastard brother or something. I don't know. It's a great show. I enjoy it. Um, season one and season two are available now on Netflix. So check them out. If you're searching for something to fill that void in your life, I think you'll enjoy it. A couple of rumors that have been running rampant and it, it, uh, there's nothing quite uh, solid in this. So take it for what it is. There has been several rumors of the last several months and even even months previous about Charlie Cox, a.k.a. Daredevil from the Netflix running show, you know, Daredevil. And then John Bernthal from The Punisher also on Netflix. Now, as Marvel and Disney Plus and, and all of this kind of coalesced, they took the IPs and essentially collapsed the Netflix uh, Daredevil and Punisher show and a lot of other ones, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and uh, a couple of other ones. Now, the rumors are that those characters may be moving to a new show or maybe restarting the Daredevil on Disney Plus and the Punisher on Disney Plus. Now, there is obviously the controversial thing of is the Punisher still going to remain rated R? Is it going to be John Bernthal? Is the Daredevil going to pick up where they left off? Is it going to be Charlie Cox? I hope that they do. I hope that they just pick it up right where it left off in uh, Netflix world um, or maybe slightly alter it and then let them continue their stories. I enjoyed both of those as many, many other people have, and I think they were pretty good depictions of the character. Um, so I really hope this isn't just uh, a rumor. I hope it comes to fruition uh, to some degree. Plus, you know, both of those guys, Charlie Cox and John Barnthal, I think played justice to both characters. They did a good job, and I'd like to see them continue Um going that course uh, within the MCU. So talking about Daredevil, though, an interesting thing, as we've seen, where people are throwing their names in the hat on, I want to be in this, and I want to be Vincent D'Onofrio, and I may be pronouncing his name wrong. Um, I have followed this dude because he has the most like interesting career ever. Um, one of his most notable performances, previous to being the kingpin in Daredevil, is and he's been in a shitload of movies. He was in, I think he was in like a Law and Order. I believe it was Law and Order. He was in one of those shows. Is Full Metal Jacket. So if you liked Kingpin, you like the guy that portrayed him, maybe you're not too familiar with him, jump back to Full Metal Jacket. And what an incredible performance but from him. But not to, uh, not to downplay his portrayal of Kingpin in Daredevil, in which... I thought was good. I thought it was a very good uh, portrayal of him. I liked how just, just just how he did. He did a very good job. He's also kind of raised his hand as these rumors have spun and said, "Hey, I would love to reprise my role as Kingpin in the new MCU." Again, there's been no official responses in any of these three rumors from the big boys over at Marvel. 
But I do believe that it would be a very wise decision on their part if they ran with these characters instead of dropping them in the bucket and saying, we'll get to you, you know, in 2030 or whenever that they start picking the puzzle pieces back up. Now, that kind of covers my movie news for today. Now, there is a couple, two, three, three other news items, well, news-esque items or items I wanted to talk to you before we dive into the main point. Um, three items, and then I'm going to answer Justin's question, and then we'll dump jump into the main point. Uh, the next thing on my list is the new macOS Big Sur update. Now, if you're a Mac user, specifically Mac OS, not Apple OS, Mac OS. So if you have a Mac book, uh, and it, it does have to be current. So if you got like a 2003, this disregard what I'm about to tell you. Okay. Only so far, they only support you so far. So, um, Big Sur recently came out, uh, as a part of the M1 chip. Now I briefly spoke about the new Apple M1 chip going from Intel to M1 and kind of the utilization. I think I mentioned Big Sur, but Big Sur's out. I updated it. I watched several videos on it and I've been using it for over a week now. And this is really a big thing if you're a Mac user and I'll explain why. Now you only, we, the Intel group, which is predominantly all of us, except for you folks that just went out and bought the new M1 chip in your MacBook uh, 13 inch computer <clears throat> or 13 inch pro, which you probably didn't, but we'll, we'll, for the sake of conversation, we're gonna act like you didn't. Um, the Big Sur update is essentially a enhancement for the current operating system that gives more of the iPad and iPhone feel. There's updated icons, so it's familiar icons. There's updated uh, functionality and localized explorer icons that reflect those on your iPad or your iPhone. So some icons. And uh, there is also, they updated the, on the right-hand side where you pull down, you can essentially pull down uh, some information such as your Bluetooth, your Wi-Fi, and you can actually add stuff to this. Uh, you are now capable of, using a very similar, pretty much the same as what you have in your iPhone and your iPad as far as your configuration of volume and brightness and whatnot right off the right-hand side as opposed to going into preferences or doing one item at a time such as Bluetooth on, off, whatever. That's another feature. Another big one that Apple was very proud about is the dramatic Safari upgrade. So Safari at this point, which is your browser, if you're not familiar, is supposed to be like this technological breakthrough because they've been competing heavy with predominantly Google Chrome and Microsoft Edge, of course. And I believe they've been getting their ass kicked. So what they've done is they've remapped it all. And for MacBook users and well, Mac users as a whole, you are supposed to be able to gain, it says up to 50% battery life while searching and streaming. Uh, you get like two hours of extra hour and a half to two hours of uh, battery life. They're finally adding extensions, which has always been a crapshoot with Safari because they don't allow you to have extensions. And if you're not familiar with extensions, essentially what it is, is it's a plugin, a digital plugin for your web browser. So if you've seen those commercials on YouTube that say, honey, we'll save you money on every website, that is a plugin. So essentially you go to the honey website, actually you go to the extension website, you find honey, you load it in, and then you have a honey icon or an H in the upper right hand side of your screen. And essentially what it does is it scans websites and will tell you whether you're getting the best deal. That is one of many extensions available. Another one would be like Grammarly, which is a extension that you can load into your browser, which aids in typing. So if you're writing emails to someone, it will help you correct grammar errors. And uh, that's, again, one of many examples of what an extension is. So now they're going to start letting extensions happen. They've also, one of their other big touts with Safari 
is that they have a landing page that is fully customizable, which can include really whatever you want. You can even change the background of this landing page. It can have your favorites. It can have um, certain types of attachments or links right on it. And they, what they're trying to do is, is centralize your internet search. And it is kind of nice. I will say it is kind of nice. Now, the big picture, right? So why is Apple doing this? Well, with the M1 chip that's coming out, Apple's plan in conjunction with Big Sur, and I don't know how this is going to impact Intel, the Intel chipset folks. I hope that they allow this to happen, but it's still, I guess, undecided or unclear if it's going to. But the newer generation with the M1 chip, they are essentially going to start migrating applications that are available on your iPad and on your iPhone over to your MacBook, which maybe at first sight, that doesn't seem like a big deal, but that is a pretty big deal. Think about that. If you can run a native application on your Mac OS, which yields great results, but the executable files are minimal because most applications are, some not so much, but if you think about that, if you have Netflix on your phone, your iPad in your laptop, as a application or if you're playing um, plants versus zombie on your ipad you can play the same application on your macbook i think it's great i think as they evolve this because they have full intent on essentially enhancing the ecosystem in which i've talked about previously you're talking about a uh, level of connectivity, a seamless level of connectivity between all Apple devices. And that experience alone, especially uh, those that are not familiar with it, uh, you should get familiar with it because what Apple's doing right now is going to change computers and uh, the way that you interface with things forever. Now, there's some PC stuff that's really cool as well, and I'm not, I'm not downplaying that, but the ability to have your Apple Watch, your phone, your iPad, your even if you take out one of those devices, to still have the ability to seamlessly go from application or from this to that to this to that is an incredible ability seamlessly as opposed to I have to go on to Safari or I have to go on to Google Chrome. I got to type this shit in. I got to do this. I, none of that. That is what they're engineering and what they're building toward which I believe is as a genius. It's absolutely genius. Um, and they're going to be different versions. So if you're not familiar, if you have a iPad, uh, the applications that run on your iPad are different than those that are on your phone because they have to be, uh, the resolution's different, the performance is different, and you want it to be, right? You spend all this money on an iPad, you don't want necessarily the same thing. So if you're a Mac user, check out the Big Sur update. It's available uh, inf more information is available at apple.com. Just type in Big Sur. There's also a ton of videos on YouTube. So again, Mac OS, Big Sur. Uh, okay, so we're dropping this episode. This Monday Madness is on Cyber Monday. Again, a huge perspective is the consoles, in which I've talked about several times over at this point. So I'm done talking about that. Of course, Amazon, Best Buy, Walmart, all of these big companies are going to be diving in knee deep to try to get your dollars. Now, if you miss Black Friday, you missed Amazon Prime Day and all these crazy sales in between, if you're out looking for something, generally there's a deal to be had right now today while you're listening to this podcast. So make sure and you know do your due diligence, check around. Not everything's a deal, so watch that as well. So happy hunting on Cyber Monday. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about as brief as I can before we dive into Dustin's question about monoculture is memory upgrades. So a few episodes ago, I brought up uh, memory upgrades and I'm going to tell a or I'm going to explain a couple of things. And hopefully this will shed some light on this because this is really important. I've talked to several people about this. And I feel like I'm breaking through. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm just wasting my breath. But it is important nonetheless. And that is memory upgrades. Now, both Dustin and I have gawked at the Xbox Series X uh, NVMe one terabyte expansion. 
in which uh, I ended up buying one. Okay, so the reason I bought it was I had uh, a bunch of Best Buy points racked up that I didn't I didn't realize I had so many. And so I got a significant diff- discount on one. The other reason is this. So I have, um, what do I got? Call of Duty, Cold War, Apex Legends, and Madden 21, right? Three games, the operating system, that's it. 40% of my hard drive is already gone. I'm not going to play around with this shit. That's the other reason. And I don't want to have a external hard drive hanging off of my system. That little card thing plugs right in the back. Bob's your uncle. It's also extremely fast because right now NVMe is the some of the fastest uh, memory you can get. Now, let me try to explain this because again, this is, this is important. If you are someone that uses data for video photos, um, really anything, if you use external hard drives or anticipate, you know, using internal external hard drives, you have to consider a couple of things right now, because this is uh, ever it's changing pretty quick and has over the last few months. External hard drives right now, you have several options in the market. You have to read through this because you have your standard HD, which is essentially like a disc in there. And it reads at uh, most of them will read between, you know, you can check it on your computer. Most of them I've seen read, uh, even the nicer ones are running right around like maybe 50 megs a second, depending on how many files you're transferring, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So we'll say from zero to 50. Okay, depending on how many files you're transferring. Now you also have several variations of, um, you you have several variations of solid state drives. Some of these have transfer rates of 500 megs to about 1,000 megs. And then you start getting into MVME at 1,000 megs and can go up to about 2,000 megs. And what does that mean? Is it relevant to you? Well, Dustin talked about it briefly in one of his previous episodes, and that is because the bit or transfer rate, if you're generating game content in the Xbox's case, it doesn't have enough bit rate or transfer rate between the device and the system. So you get lag, which hurts performance. Now, what does that mean to you? Just a general consumer um, but someone that has external drives, again, maybe you're doing photos, maybe you're doing video, maybe you're creating cartoons or animation, or maybe you're doing podcasts or something of the sort. Well, what that means is that anything that you transfer to and fro, so upload and download or write and download, um, is limited to A, the connection type, so is it USB 1, 2, 3, 3.2? Is it USB type C? Is it a lightning cord? What is it? It's also limited to the drive itself, and then obviously the receiver in the computer, which would be, i.e., the connection I just spoke about. Now, when you think about this, you must consider, because obviously, if you are on a budget, go get that HDD, that little disk drive, and it does pretty good. You, They're a little bit more sensitive than your uh, solid state drives also a lot cheaper stepping up to a solid state drive you're going to at minimum be right around that 100 bucks to start between a 500 and a terabyte 500 gigs and a terabyte and you'll probably find read and write speeds at about 500 megs a second which is pretty damn quick you step up 50 bucks to 100 bucks right around the 150 to 200 range where you're in the Samsung T7 or SanDisk uh pros you're getting in and around a thousand megs a second. And both a couple of things to consider in addition to the read and write speed is what you're using this drive for, because there is also IP5, and I, I think there's IP5 and IP6 uh, certifications, which means that the drives themselves have impact resistant. They got dirt and dust and water and blah, blah, blah. Consider that as well. But as you climb the ladder, you go up to the $300, $400, $500 range, you're going to be getting into like the Samsung T7, the SanDisk Extreme Pros, where you're going to be writing at speeds at 2,000 megs a second. What that means is you click and drop, and that big-ass movie file, like in my case or this podcast in that case, bam, you're good to go. 
The reason I bring that up is I think there's a lot of confusion for the general consumer right now to where you roll up and you're like, oh my God, it's external hard drive. I'm going to buy this thing. And you buy it, you get it home. And you're like, this thing is slower than shit when I go to move X or Y. Do your due diligence, read and research the drives that you're purchasing. And most importantly, understand the needs because you can spend a million bucks or you can spend five bucks. It just depends on what the needs and the purpose of the item is. I recently bought a SanDisk Extreme, which does have the 2000 megabyte read speeds because I was struggling with transferring all these freaking 4K videos and all this stuff. So I'll be able to do a full review on how that works here in the near future. And that, my friends, is me covering memory upgrades for your computer or really it could be for your router or for your xbox or for pretty much anything that takes a usb or usb type c connection let's dive into dustin's question so dustin's question um again if you guys didn't catch the friday show step back he did a great job uh doing his version of monoculture which i didn't have to look this up because i was like what the hell is he talking about um i got the gist of his version of it but yeah it does it comes from agriculture and he explains it um it's like planting one plant and his version of monoculture or what what he was conversing about more or less was the single lane of sharing and enjoying content and maybe i'm misinterpreting what his question was versus like the multi-lane Right. And and I guess to to answer his question, because he had a couple of parts to it, in my mind is pretty it's pretty flat because as evolution as the technological or technology evolution continues to just rip down this path, I believe in from my perspective, um, that that monoculture for if you or watching a TV show and whether you binge watch or whether you tell your friend about it, or maybe you don't say anything to anyone. I think that's more of the, 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 the monoculture <laughs> is you watch your thing. You don't talk about it. You don't, you know, and you watch one episode at a time or what, what have you. But, um, what I would say is this is, uh, from, from my perspective is as technology has allowed for the growth of many things, Netflix is an example, Amazon prime is an example, uh, the news, the media, in everything, you can either turn it up to 11 and oversaturate yourself with media or dial it back down and do other things and then maybe take it into moderation. Now, does that mean that you're talking about it? Well, maybe it does. I mean, our podcast uh, ultimately is us regurgitating our versions of news and uh, our perceptions on this, that, and the other. So, yeah. I mean, we, we do it regularly. However, do you talk about these things and how do you per, uh, perceive them and pursue them? Um, for me, I don't, you know, outside of the podcast, I'll mention to someone, Hey, did you see this thing? But I'll tell you what an interesting thing is you, you got like a one in 10 chance, maybe a one in 20, depending on how shitty of a, of a, uh, um, Siskel and Ebert you are, of movies or maybe it's music or wh whatever it is a critic and how well you're known as as being that critic uh you you may or may not share that information and you may or may not receive it i don't you know if someone asks me specifically hey are you watching shows i don't go out of my way to explain to people hey i'm watching this or that uh because it changes so rapidly to where uh, and some of it, you know, it's not necessarily the best topic of conversation. You know, I mean, Tiger King was a great one to talk about because the shit was so crazy. I think everybody in the world talked about it versus like making a murder murder with Stephen Avery where that that shit's crazy or the Aaron, the Aaron Hernandez making a murder or whatever that was called. I mean, that's crazy. I didn't really talk to people about it. I watched. It. I was like, this is the craziest shit ever. Um, but. There, there is a balance, and again, go back, listen to Dustin's episode. It, it's really good. Um, that's to me again. It's, it's evolved because of technology. I think 
previous to the ability to communicate the way that we communicate today and the way that we have the ability to really research and develop opinions based on whatever the fuck you want, um, the media consumption's at such a rapid rate right now that some won't talk about it. Oh yeah, I watched that. And you're like, shit, you watched that whenever, you know, you never talked about it. They fucking forgot or what have you. But I would still say that I think that for the most part, I don't, um, I think that I can clearly remember in the, you know, mid two thousands, when that was a hot topic of discussion because you were limited to VHS and then DVD and to where it was like, I saw Jurassic Park and it was like this huge thing to talk about. I saw Jurassic Park. You're like the first person to talk about it. Um, and then it spread like a wildfire as opposed to now where you kind of stay in your lane, I guess. I don't know if I answered that question appropriately or I'm I'm missing the mark there, Dustin, so I apologize. Um, but that's, that's kind of my thoughts on it all right so we are going to go on a little bit of a journey with my main topic today so as i said earlier social separation is the title of what i'm going to talk about now you may want to disregard or put your beliefs of social media on hold now In past episodes, I brought up the social dilemma, which in summary explains the addiction, the monitoring, the pinches and pokes that social media provides to you, whether you like it or not. And the, it highlighted the addiction of social media as well. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, but the most important thing that we're going to talk about is this social separation. Now, if you haven't seen the social dilemma, this is not that, and that is not what we're talking about here. However, it does play in part to what I am going to talk about. This is a conceptual thing that I have taken bits and pieces from too many people and too many YouTube videos and just it's uh, I'm not going to cite all my resources. I will cite a couple. Um, And this isn't a TED talk. either, So it's something that you should be aware of, though. You know, currently in 2020, there is 3.6 billion people using social media worldwide with a projection of 4.41 billion by 2025. Okay, 4.41 billion users by 2025, four years away. Now, there's a relevancy to social media, and one may argue that, in fact, most do. Some look at social media as a Facebook thing. I want to post pictures of my dog, and that's it. Great. Others look at it as I want to upload videos of creating, you know, what whatever onto YouTube, and that's what I want to do. Now, <clears throat> and it goes the same for Instagram. I want to do duck face on Instagram and sell lipstick or whatever. Now, <clears throat> as technology has shown us time and time and time again that it evolves holistically at a faster pace than we as humans do. And that's just a fact of life. We're at this separating point where there's people that still at this point in 2020 that don't believe in social media and they think it's like a marketing scheme or they think it's like so-and-so wants to just look cool or, and there's plenty that, that, I'm not putting parameters around that because you one can argue any one of those sides and, and for the most part, probably be true. However, what I will argue is the folks that are on the far left and the far right um, predominantly are completely different in that aspect. And we've got to take this into consideration because the evolution of social media 
and personal branding and who we are as people and where we will be in 10 years and 20 years is going to change because of social media, because of your online identity. And that's part of what I want to talk about because it's such an interesting, almost like a paradox at this point, um, because there's so many people who are like, what's well, this YouTube shit? Or in, in the Culture Jacks it, uh, situation where like, what's this podcast thing? Um, how do I listen to it? How do I do this? How do I do that? And then there's people that are just like, I don't, Facebook's for losers or it's a waste of time and it's this. Now, I, I can agree wholeheartedly with both sides of that fence. And I'm sure you can as well because you have that cousin that posts 8,000 pictures of their dog. And then you've got Uncle Bill who just shows a picture of him drinking a beer once a month. But the reality of the situation is with its current projected growths and the air quote need, there is a almost a requirement or will be a requirement within the next decade of having a online identity. And what does that mean? Right now there's different ways to skin this cat. Um, and we're going to dive into that a little bit, but before I do, there's some things to consider, right? Like I mentioned the social dilemma, the addiction, the, uh, drug that social media has uh, just overcome so many people with, with having likes and with being liked and with having comments and not having comments. That is the disclaimer, right? American Gods, Dustin mentioned this, Neil Gaiman. I'm, I'm a huge Neil Gaiman fan, um, but one of his greatest in my mind, one of his greatest accomplishments, and he's got so many, it's, I guess, not fair to compare this, but he wrote American Gods. If you're not familiar, check out American Gods. Essentially what it is, is the old gods versus the new. The old gods being like Norse and Norse gods and African gods and these deities that meant so much to the people and they're losing their way. They're losing their powers because the new gods, which are the internet, uh, consumerism, cell phones, everything that takes the attention away from those. Now, you can look at it as what it's written, or you can take a step back and say, holy shit, they're right. You know, you don't believe in certain things. You don't fall on suit with certain things. And is it because I'm stuck in front of this camera for so long or stuck in front of this video screen playing video games or what have you? Great book. Check it out. Another thing that encapsulated this thought very well of the extreme is the black mirror which is called nosedive is the episode in season three episode one check that out they take it to extreme to where you can't do this without having this social profile and this poor woman just goes goes crazy and then there's i, I believe there's a couple of other episodes that has similar and there's a lot of other things that have that but your social identity at this point because we're still we're we're not quite in the infancy, we're getting out of the infancy of social media and what it means, but we're growing into where social network and expectations from friends has evolved, right? From uh, your job has evolved. Let me explain. Your friends, right? Uncle Susie or Uncle Jim, Aunt Susie, whichever, likes your pictures regularly. For two weeks, they stop liking those pictures that you upload every day. Generally speaking, that immediate thought from you is, is like, what the hell is going on? Not getting those likes or those comments. That's a real basic example. The flip side of that or another view of that is pretty simple. If you're consistently showing pictures of you drinking beer and being drunk on the floor or just writing stupid messages, I can guarantee, depending on the group of people you hang out with or associate yourself with in the social world, it's probably going to diminish 
over that period of time, whether that's, you know, 10 posts in a week, eight posts in a month, what whatever it may be, because that social identity that you've allowed others to see and that you're self-representing is not resonating with these other people. Now, this can go so many different directions, but you see it and I see it. How many times have you friended someone that you know, or maybe maybe you don't know, maybe they're a friend of a friend, come to find out they're the uh, religious person that finds a need, and there's nothing wrong with these people, except for that they want to post God memes 80 times a day, and the next thing you know, you're looking at your, your feed, and you're seeing stuff like, uh, if you love Jesus, you would repost. If you did this, you would do, bam, that's what I'm talking about. And it goes the opposite direction too. the meme guys and gals, the, I'm going to take a picture of everything folks, but then there's those that don't post anything, right? So that's just a posting thing. And it goes for videos on YouTube. It goes for Twitter. It goes for, um, Instagram and and what have you. Now, if you take a step back from that, regardless of the content that's shared, that is your and their social identity. Well, what do I mean? Well, if I search that person up on Google or on Safari or on Microsoft Edge, more than likely it will lead me to them to some degree. And then I'm going to see Jim in his 85 pictures of him drinking beer thus giving me the impression that this dude is either really cool or in a sad state in life because all he's doing is drinking beer, right? So that's something to take into consideration. And then there's those that are like, I don't give a fuck. I do what I want. Well, great. That's great. But I'm telling you, within the next decade, the value of this in your social circles for work, and for just life in general is going to evolve to where there is going to be a necessity for you to have a air quote, appropriate level of social identity. And what does that mean, right? What, I mean, cause I'm being semi vague, I guess, to some degree, but what I mean is if you're an active professional or not, if you're a person that has to work, you're probably gonna need a Facebook profile probably going to need a LinkedIn profile. You may want to consider trying to get a podcast going and you may want to consider a YouTube channel. Not all of them. I'm not saying do all of them, but you may want to consider a couple of channels of social identity. Does it, does it help you? It could help you. A uh, case in point would be you're interviewing for a job and maybe maybe you're a uh, accounting person, a CPA or, or something of high stature accounting. People don't really know you. You're maybe you're new to it or maybe you're not. Maybe you've been in the accounting world for 50 years. But one day you decide, you know, you know I'm going to start helping people. It doesn't have to be helping, but I'm going to use this as an example. I'm going to start giving tips on how to do your taxes better. And I start a YouTube channel and I... Talk to, you know, I talk about the 1040 easy or the, you know, or how to do a uh, business analysis in preparation for your taxes and stuff you need to look out for and talk about deductibles and all of these things. But guess what? When I search that guy or gal, I'm going to see that. And if I'm a future employer, I'm going to say, holy shit, this person really went out and is above and beyond. Now, let's take away the job part. Same scenario, take away the job part. I meet this person. Maybe they have a practice at home. Maybe they have a small business. Maybe they're your uncle. And I type him in. Again, I search him up and say, hey, you know what the hell is this dude doing? He says he can help me with his taxes. I don't know. Bam, I see 30 videos of him talking about, or maybe he's doing a podcast. It doesn't even have to be video. Maybe it's a podcast of him talking about it, or maybe it's him talking about it on Facebook. It doesn't matter. What does is his social identity is solidified by the content that is put out. Now, by no means 
am I saying to put yourself in a box? Don't put yourself in a box. But you need to consider these things because evolution is happening now. And those the, the funny part to me about this whole this whole thought in this uh, evolution is the people that are like, Facebook's stupid, don't need it. LinkedIn, don't need it. Podcast, don't need it. YouTube, don't need it. Waste of time. This is stupid. It's the future, man, whether you like it or not. 1996, they said the internet was a fad. Not anymore, right? I mean, if you still think that shit, I don't know where you've been. Um, it's the same thing with social media. It's not a fad anymore. It is your social identity. Now, I'm not saying run out there, pay someone to get you a million likes on Duckface. It's not even about likes. It's not about any of that. It's it's about the projection that you want to have. And it's also an opportunity for you to leverage conversation with friends, family. It's also an opportunity to put your best foot forward. Now, I say that cautiously because there's so many fake-ass people on Facebook and on Instagram that I absolutely hate that shit. I, I do personally, and it bothers me because uh, the Social Dilemma talked about it. Um, I've seen several videos on it. I'm sure you've seen several videos where you're watching this shit. You're like, this doesn't even seem real. How does this 19-year-old have a billion dollars and he's driving a Bugatti Veyron and he's got a, you know, four Rolexes and a bag of cash? And he doesn't. He's in debt up to his fucking eyes. Um, he's borrowing the Veyron or stole it. He this and that. And I'm not going to argue that stuff, but that side of it, I don't, I don't care for. But I do think that as the social identity is established, that we start understanding each other at a different at a different level and it doesn't mean you have to be professional it doesn't mean that you have to be necessarily courteous but what it does mean is that you need to put some thought forward because what you project out into the world is what's what people are going to view you as and if you're not included in any of those conversations what can you expect in that future and that leads me to the next kind of that next point in that evolution of over the next 10 years is that I strongly believe that the social identity or uh, personal branding or whatever it is you want to categorize it as there is going to be clear expectations as there is for most of us already. Think about it. Just think about this for a few moments. You text someone, you expect to get a text back within a timely fashion for the most part. Unless you're you're uh, completely like uh, free willing it and it's like oh fuck it I don't care I just send texts out to people and never expect anything back. I don't know many people that are like that. You're reaching out, you're extending communication for a reason, and it goes that same thing to where if you knew me as a person in real life, there should be a social identity that semi, uh, if not fully resembles that person right to some degree i mean i i do understand limitation with uh like the kids stuff uh and problems i'm not saying put that shit out there but i do think that there is a necessity for people to start they, and they don't even have to gravitate toward things they just need to think through where this is going because my fear is that those folks that are disregarding throwing their middle finger up or saying this is fucking stupid i want likes and i don't need to like people's stuff i'm going to comment and say shitty things to people and not and not uh accept any kind of reciprocation because they're they're just going to accept me for the way it's like that's also a part of this that premature step right and it's super important. It's super important to help people with this as well, because again, I really do believe that the evolution is going to change, which also includes, so in your workplace or your future workplace, I should say, there should be a level of social uh, reconnaissance done by your future. And, and normally there is, then they normally type your name in just like everybody else. Go to Facebook, 
Okay, this dude is, you know, whatever. Maybe, maybe they're. This dude's awesome. You know, like I, I went, I just looked at his his Facebook. Looks like a good guy. He's got pictures of the family, pictures barbecuing, pictures four wheeling. Looks like a pretty good guy. As opposed to, oh, there's a picture of him drunk on the floor. There's a picture of him, you know, kicking his buddy in the balls. There's a picture, you know, um, not to say that that's necessarily a deciding factor, but it's something to consider, especially for your future employers to where, again, and maybe we're still at that, we're still getting past that social um, that, that, that social separation part where it's like, we're or social uh, social media separation i should say to where it's like we're getting we will have these jumps forward towards like if you don't have a linkedin profile and you're professional in business to any to any degree and they ask you i don't got one it means you're fucking lazy take a few minutes make a goddamn linkedin profile if you can play plants versus zombies or you can play fucking video games or drink beer or whatever take fucking 10 minutes Fill out your LinkedIn profile. You don't have to keep up with it. You don't got to write. You don't have to write epic stories or anything like that. Interact with people that are within your your genre of working community. That's it. It's, it's pretty simple. Don't hit on people. Don't say stupid shit. And if you, if you feel that absolute need, maybe run it by someone before you do it. And it goes the same for Facebook. Like if you're not an active user, that's okay. You have a profile at least. Because I can tell you, Personally, when I've looked at hiring people, I have looked at, especially for higher level positions, I looked at their Facebook profile. And I'll tell you, one of the worst things to see is, it's 2020, damn, they haven't updated their Facebook anything in eight years? Well, they don't like social media. Dude, it does not take that fucking much. It is, and that's what I'm saying, that is going to change within the next 10 years to where it's an expectation. Hey man, I want to, I want to see, I want to see this dude, especially now with COVID where you can't, you're really not interacting with people on face to face. Like who the fuck is this guy or gal? And again, that isn't even relevant. It doesn't have to be just a part of work. Maybe it's a part of someone wants to play Xbox with you and you want to know who the fuck they are. Or maybe it's someone that wants to friend you. We, we all get those. We get these friends and then you click their little page, whether it's on LinkedIn or maybe it's on Facebook or maybe it's on Instagram. It actually it doesn't even matter what social media play. You look at theirs, they look at yours. Maybe you got a connection of some kind. Maybe it's just a uh, another another thing, but you still do that. And the information that you gain from that will allow you to make that decision on whether you want to be a friend, you don't want to be a friend, etc. So that's the work, a small tidbit on work, but there's other things that I feel are going to start coming into play, um, not immediately, but further down the road, such as credit when, when applying for things, special things, maybe your mortgage, maybe they're going to say, well, this community is for uh, this type of person. And they want to do research on you. Maybe it's a kid-friendly community and they want to see that, okay, this dude's got pictures of his kids. He does shit with his kids. He's not a recluse. He's not, you know, whatever. Will it impact that? I think it will at some point. We want happy families in this community and I don't see that in you. It could definitely take a step forward because if you think about that, it is an enhanced way to understand application. So I apply for X. Now they'll know who the fuck I am as a person because I put all this shit out there. Now, can you fake it? Sure. I mean, if that's the type of person you are, you can fake that shit if you want. Now, you can look up some of this stuff. Gary V or Gary Vaynerchuk talks about some of this. There's a lot of other guys that have talked about this. Andy Frisella's talked about it. Um, many, many, many other guys have talked about this. Those are some of the resources that I, that I have, uh, collected this information on the evolution. And it's just crazy to me at this point in time to think that there's so many people that are like, this is stupid. This is this, 
uh, without utilizing it as a tool. Now, there is no perfect, there's no roadmap, there's no none of that, but it is something that we all must consider. And if you're not a part of any of this stuff, you need to get on the bandwagon. That's what I'm telling you. And you need to consider what it is you're trying to project on the world. Now, does that mean that you're going to be criticized for whatever it is you're doing? I mean, sure. I mean, you could, but you do have the social independence to elect which platform you want to be represented on because you still need to do that. Think about the kids that are 10 years younger than you. 20 years younger than you, depending on your age group, 30 years younger than you, depending on your age group, all they know is social media. Oh, do you know so-and-so that bam, they're on social media, looking them up every time. Okay. Think about this stuff. We talked about work and think about the evolution because There are some people that aren't social media people, but because of who they are, like world leaders, celebrities, et cetera, shit, other people post videos about these people, and then other people talk about these people. We do here on Culture Jack. We're enabling their behaviors, and we're enabling and building their social brand because we talk about their stuff. Earlier, I talked about Chris Hemsworth and that he's doing this and he's doing that. That helps him. He has his name. He has his branding. He was fortunate enough to be uh, a super handsome dude, super, super fortunate to get into uh, be Thor and to be in Extraction and all these other movies. But that's his brand. When you see Chris Hemsworth, you're going to see a similar representation of him in his social media feeds. Now, that's an extreme example because most of us don't know, to include myself, I don't know celebrities, and I'm not saying to act like a celebrity. What I'm saying is just like your ID card, just like the way you act at your house, just like this, get someone to take a decent picture of you. If you can't do it yourself, put it up there. Talk about shit you like to talk about. Dustin and I, we've been doing Culture Jack for a while now, and we talk this, all the all of what we talk about on here is what we want to talk about. We have that choice, but we're still doing it. We're creating our social brand to some degree. Now, and, and I like it with the exception of some of the shit that Dustin did, air quote, for the Monday Madness show and a couple of other, couple of their jabs at me, bastard. But even that, I don't have a problem with because I'm not sitting here trying to preach or, or drive home. You got to go do this and you got, I'm not fucking pep talking you. I'm just telling you that in the next decade, if you don't jump on this, you're going to get, find yourself in a precarious situation to where that future employer a future opportunity um, could be anything because I don't know how far it's going to evolve to where it's going to come into play. I'm like, who is this? I can't find them on Facebook or I can't find them on Instagram. Like, is this person like, what? where the fuck has this person been? 2025, 4.41 billion users. And that doesn't include any of these other big social media things coming out or the evolution of social media as stuff changes. And it it is important. You know, I mentioned some of the work stuff earlier on how you can leverage um, your social media, how you can grow your social, if you choose to, and I'm not saying fucking grow social media, I'm not saying any of that. So let me be clear um, because as I get ready to wrap this up, I just want to be crystal clear. I'm not saying you're going to be a social media influencer or any of that. That I am not saying that. I am saying that you need to consider doing the bare bones, do it the best of your ability, or get help from someone or fucking ask someone, hey, man, I see you got a cool profile. Can you help me get a cool profile picture? And, you know, then talk about fucking your dog. Well, not fucking your dogs. Talk about your dogs. Talk about comic books talk about whatever but be a real genuine person but you need to conduct it some to some degree online so you have a presence and i think that is 
the conclusion that I'm trying to impose or make you aware of is that you must have a social presence because without it in the next decade in the decades to come, everyone is leaning so hard on this and the evolution in your character and everything to where the good old, my work speaks for itself. They know that shit doesn't float anymore. They don't know. And they want to know. And if you don't provide it to them, whether it's a, a distant cousin, whether it's a future job, maybe it's an application for a house. They don't know. Stop assuming that. But because we've been doing this for so long at this point, that next logical step is to use the information in which, again, people are already doing. I guarantee it. Actually, I don't guarantee. I know for a fact people are looking at LinkedIn profiles, period. People are looking at Facebook profiles, future employers, colleges. Do we want this guy here at our college? Do we want this gal on our sports team? Do we? You got to start thinking about it. And it's going to continue to extend. Who is this person related to? I care because I don't want them to impact them negative. Think about your kids' scholarships. Think about the future. It's heading this direction whether you or I like it. It's whether or not you take the initiative to develop something basic. Be fucking nice to each other. Support each other. Do what you can do to, A, figure out what platforms you like and you don't like. Great. Be on one of them. You don't have to fucking make YouTube videos. You don't got to make a podcast. You don't have to. There's so much you don't have to do that. It's so simple to do um, that it just takes a couple of steps. And then those around you support them because that's that's where it is. I, I feel like a lot of the analog stuff that you once did see, and, and for to some degree, we, we still all do it, but the expectations have changed. Hey, I bust my ass for this podcast. I'd like to see my friends and family support me. I want them to listen to the podcast. Do they all? No. But do I expect them to at least know what the fuck I'm talking about because we post millions, millions of, uh, of fucking content on Facebook? I hope so, because shit, are they not looking? Am I not friended? Um, and it goes the same for everything else. Now, is the expectation for them to be able to reverberate every sound and every community? No, hell no. But to be that person to help others, to be that person to listen, to be that person to help evolve those that need to be evolved is a critical component of 2020, probably until 2025. And then you're going to see start seeing closure to some of the archaic ways of business and hiring. You're going to see some of the closure of meeting people and interacting with people. And we've all done it. How many times have you gone through your feeds? And I mentioned this earlier, gone through your feeds. And you're like, I don't want to see this, all this um, God memes or all these garbage pell kids memes or all these, um, you know, TNA shots of girls. I find it offensive. Bam, click, goodbye. But I do like, and it doesn't have to go that way. I do like, man, um, and I, I, I can't remember, I can't remember the life of me, the name of the guy. I, I have found some of the most interesting people doing the most interesting things on Facebook and on Instagram. And that's the fuel. That's the, the tribe that I want to be a part of. That's the group that I want to be a part of. That's the group I want to associate myself with, just like in air quote real life, it is going and has been evolving toward this for a long time. Now, enough ranting on this. There's a lot of other points I will be making in the future about this, but it is something that does concern me deeply. And that's the reason I wanted to bring this up. And it's, I feel like we're at a point and maybe part of it's because of COVID and being home so much and all of this shit, but I feel like we as a society and as a culture are at this crossroad and there's plenty of people behind that are like, fuck this. And then there's plenty of people 10 miles, 10 miles ahead that are like crushing it with social media, which is different than what I'm talking about here, but they are. Um, and then there's a bunch of guys in the middle of the road that are like, oh, no, need to, you know, I'll, I'll have a Facebook page, but I ain't going to do nothing else, which, you know, find your way but still do something because these groups are growing. Podcasting's growing exponentially. And in the next 10 years, it's going to be even fucking bigger. 
uh, YouTube is, is just been a freight train. Um, Facebook's been a freight train. That's why these tech companies are the biggest companies in the world. It isn't, they're not giving you shit. Do you wear a Google coat? Do you wear uh, Facebook shoes? No. Think about this. I mean, like, think about this shit. It's still growing. They're not going to stop. And neither should you take, you know, grab this bull by the horns, look at your shit and say, is this who I want to be on social media? Not again, don't fake this shit. Um, but if I want to project myself, keep up with the times folks with that, I'm going to wrap it up. <laughs> I know I, I I know I got on a little bit of a rant and rave there over the last while, but it it, it is important. Um, look up you know look up Gary V, look up uh, Andy Frisella, look up. Uh, there's so many guys that can talk to you about this, but most importantly, care for your friends and family, support them on their not only creative endeavors but their endeavors as a whole. Whether they need help with setting up social media, I've got to get better at this. In fact, I'm gonna talk to a, uh, I'm going to go out of my way to try to help enhance or uh, maybe bring to the a couple of people's attention of what their social identity is and hopefully make have a create a constructive conversation and hopefully we'll enhance that uh, so they can have I guess that uh they can start preparing for these next steps in the near future. That's it guys. That's, that was a lot. Thank you guys for hopefully sticking around through the full episode here again. Um, this is of course a conceptualized version, but I do believe we are trending toward this. So please speak with those that, that maybe are, are disconnected or those that maybe need help and maybe maybe you do reach out to us drop a comment down below um if you think i'm full of shit great drop a comment down below and uh, i want to hear your thoughts on this as well thank you guys for tuning in to monday madness i'm your host anthony the friday show is coming pretty quick with dustin that's all i got so thank you guys for tuning in we'll catch you in the next monday madness